How you doing, jerk-offs? We are back to our regular schedule, kind of. It's a Tuesday. Uh, I got a I got an episode for you, a hot new app in two parts. The second part will be released on Thursday. Uh, chatting with Phil Nickel. Phil Nickel, the man, the myth, the former comedy band member. You know how some comedians they they don't they're not just musical comedians they form a goddamn band well that's what phil was he was part of corky and the juice pigs a band that headlined all over the world brought a punk rock approach to comedy initially where he's from in canada then storming australia and new zealand before being part of mad tv in la uh they have since broken up and phil has gone on to be an absolutely amazing solo performer who has toured shows all around the world. His one-man shows very much in that Edinburgh style, in addition to working regularly in the goddamn theater. That's right, the theater. You know how in America, every now and again, a comedian will have like a one-man show they do off-Broadway? Like they'll just kind of do it in a theater? Well, Phil was in like an actual theatrical production not just one several i'm going to say at least seven at least seven different productions as well as appearing on tv and all that stuff he has one of the most varied careers that i'm aware of one of the most all-round careers that i've heard of and i was very excited that he took the time to chat to me and you by association you guys are you guys are involved in the chat as well Thank you for continuing to listen in. Um, I'm, I'm okay. Is that? Do you, do you guys care? I think you care. I think you. I think you're interested in where I'm at. I'm okay. I'm a little bit sick. Uh, I've just, I've just had that month where I've been in Europe three times. A triple Europe. The anti-Brexit. That's what I was doing. I was bringing comedy to the beautiful European people. Uh, that the UK are trying to trying so hard to avoid. I don't really know why. Uh, I mean, the only the only thing that I really like cultural difference that I saw uh, was in Poland, where we went to Subway and Subway didn't have meatballs as a topping on the sub. That's a fucking mess. I think I think I think meatball is probably like the basic subway topping i think i i don't know some people might disagree ray badron obviously being on this podcast a big subway enthusiast he may disagree but i think meatballs are your staple that's what that's what all the other toppings they came about because people didn't want meatball that one time and they wanted options and subway launched that but in poland absolutely no meatball i think it's weird to me because like poland seems like the kind of place where meatballs are readily available Maybe that's why. Maybe like they're like, hey, we're not going to have these weird Subway meatballs. We got our proper Polish meatballs, like this goulash kind of deal. I don't know if Poland's goulash. I think it is. I don't know. They seem like a healthy group of people. They seem like East enough. Like I know they're not, they're not Eastern Europe, they're Central Europe, but like goulash, the goulash, it's available there, I would say. But yeah, I did those, I did those shows out there. Poland, Poland was lovely. Um... They have like this huge comedy circuit over there. That's one thing that I recommend anybody to do. I might have said this before, but if you haven't, just kind of go on Instagram, go hashtag comedy, and then look at the results and you'll see the vast majority of them not in English. 
Like, I think I definitely fall victim to that. Like, I think comedy happens in English just because the tradition of it is in English. Uh, but if you look at that, like the bulk of like the weird little sketches, like the different comedy shows being promoted, I would say the majority of them aren't in English. Like, don't get me wrong, there's still plenty of English there, but there's just so much out there in different languages. And Poland is like the absolute epitome of that. Um, because the guy, the guy put me up, uh, I should give him a shout out, Peter Zamowski. I think I'm saying that right. They, they didn't let me introduce him, obviously, because I'd fuck up the name, but Peter, or Piotrek, I think he goes, he goes by his Polish name when he performs, Piotrek Zamowski. Uh, yeah, he and his mates are absolutely killing it out there. He was telling me he does shows every other night. They're their own shows. He reckons there's like a hundred comedians in Poland and they perform in Polish, and about 40% of them do it professionally. Yeah, 40% do it professionally. That's fucking mind-blowing. I would say in the UK, maybe 1% of comedians do it professionally, like maybe one, but 40% in Poland, just performing live. It's a new art form out there. Like People are still really excited about it, and if the audience on the Thursday is anything to go by, uh, they're a great crowd. I saw him do a show in Polish. I don't speak any Polish. Obviously, if I spoke any Polish, I'd be in Poland right now making that sweet 40% professional money. Like 40%, that's crazy. But yeah, I saw him do a show in Polish and it's really funny. If you've seen a lot of comedy, you'll know the comedy kind of has a common rhythm and uh, when you watch it in a foreign language, you still kind of know where to laugh. Uh, even, even with the other people, like they're already laughing and stuff, but you just kind of, you know the beats even though you have no idea what's being said, uh, there's just that kind of universal rhythm of it. And you're like, oh, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure he just talked about condoms. I did pick up on that. That was the one thing during the set. That was like, it's definitely a joke about like a condom and it being invisible. And like, yeah, I, I picked up on that. I don't want to say that I'm heaps observant, but I got there. I figured it out. The audience liked it. I liked it too. Um, but yeah, it's nice. Now I'm back in the UK and I got the proper... UK welcome back you know out of Poland all these kind of hip informed people um, and then I'm back into the UK I go to West London and do like a gig to just these kind of old old people old white people who own shit just that kind of vibe and then on the Saturday I went up to Birmingham and honestly I've heard I've heard about kind of like rough gigs in the UK, like gigs where it's just the audience is hammered and it's kind of crazy, but like I'd never, I don't think I'd ever been to one before. Like I don't think I'd ever performed one. I performed it like, so they're like pretty drunk or whatever, but like that proper UK rowdy lads, 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 like, you know, night bus level of just intoxication. That was the Saturday gig I did in Birmingham. And man, when I walked into the room, uh, I didn't. Th I thought the show must be running late because I, I got there a little bit after the show started. I thought it must be running late. No, it was just the crowd was hawking that much during the MC. <laughs> I, I didn't even realize that a show was happening. It would just seemed like people chatting, and then I realized the lights are on, like light, the stage lights are on, the house lights were down, and this was the show. And I was like, "Holy shit!" And look, I'll be honest with you guys because you deserve honesty from me. I ate it. Oh man, I was I was on in the middle, which is usually the cushy spot. It's the good spot. Ask any comedian; they want that sweet middle. 
It's usually easy, but these guys, I mean, they didn't hate me, that's for damn sure, but uh, they did not pay much attention. <laughs> like, I think, I think about eight minutes into my 20, they were like, wait a second, this guy isn't actually a beer, and then just kind of got back to drinking. And they had like the long table thing, like any, you know, like comedy with tables. I think it's okay if it's a small table and they face forward, like they face the stage. I think that's generally, that's fine. Like almost preferable. I like people having a table to put stuff on. But when it's the long tables down the middle of the room, the people are facing each other. They have to turn to look at you. It's never good. It's never a good time because eventually if they're that drunk, they will just look at each other for a second and then realize that they can talk and not look at you and then they just start talking and then occasionally they'll check in as opposed to the other way around. You know, like at the start, they're looking at you and they're occasionally checking in with their friend being like, that was kind of funny, right? Yeah, cool. That was racist? No, I don't think it was racist and they're checking back in. But after a while, they're just looking at each other and occasionally checking in with you being like, same guy? Yep, same guy. Fuck him. And then just go back in. Anyway, felt good. Felt good to bomb. You gotta, you gotta get some bombs in, man. If you're, if you're nailing every gig in every part of the UK, we have already, I think at this point, 21 episodes in, established that the UK is a pretty diverse place, a lot of different areas. I think if you are just consistently nailing every gig, you're probably not saying anything too interesting or at least saying something like so kind of generic. I'm not, I'm not saying there's not a space for that. I'm not saying there's not a value to that. But personally, you know, I want to alienate some people. You know what I mean? You've got to alienate some people. Like even, you know, some people don't like Pink Floyd, right? Some people don't like Zeppelin. Like if you're a band that everybody likes, I don't even know. Like Maroon 5? <laughs> Not after the Super Bowl. Oh man, that was great. That was great just like watching, oh, watching them try. Just watching them have a red hot go. Nothing against Maroon 5, you know. They're killing it, obviously. They're doing great. But just the Super Bowl halftime show. How do you compete? How do you compete with that shit? Oh, man. The only thing, like, Katy Perry. I love Katy Perry's go around. Then I was watching a few of them yesterday. Bruno Mars. I couldn't tell you a single Bruno Mars song, but goddamn, he's got some kind of charisma. He's got something going for him. Anyway, I'm getting way off topic. We've got a great episode for you. Um, before I get into that, just as always, if you like the podcast, please tell someone that's my new, my new marketing campaign in 2019. We're going to keep it grassroots. I don't, I'm just going to tell you to tell another person, be like, Hey, Hey, coworker. Hey, person who just bought a new pair of headphones. Maybe you should check out the union jack off. Maybe get on their Facebook page. You can see the updates, subscribe to it. We're on iTunes, Apple, like Apple Podcasts, Stitcher. We're on it all. Um, and also, if you like listening to these kind of podcasts, the comedy kinds, please check out Laughable. It's a great app. Uh, we're up on there as uh, a bunch of awesome podcasts. It is the app that I use to listen to podcasts because it's the easiest one. They don't pay me anything or give me anything for saying that. I just genuinely like them as a product. Uh, and aside from that, last thing, if you know anyone in Leicester, Leicester, the, the home of one of the greatest triumphs, underdog stories in sporting history, the complete opposite of the Super Bowl. If you know anyone in Leicester, I am there on February 10th, which is this coming Sunday. I'm doing a brand new work in progress show. It's going to be a little bit ropey, but I got some good stuff. 
I think you guys will be interested. I think anyone you know will be interested. It is 5 p.m. at the Brewdog as part of Just the Tonic at Leicester Comedy Festival. Uh, It's free entry or you can pay five quid to reserve a seat. All right. We did it. We're perfect. We're ready to go. Let's dive in to the theater-trained, musically-inclined, storytelling, comedian, legend, Canada's Phil Nickel. I have a trained... Just after I give you the compliment, you train get... stage voice. Okay, I that's... have trained a trained actor. Well, look, I you hear every constant ringing to the back of the theater. I know all of this because I've read <laughs> your website. <laughs> really? I have. Yeah. Oh my god, you've read my website. Did you, I... did you notice that I haven't updated the? I, I got I did. to. <laughs> <laughs> I got a certain point and went. Oh no, it's 2010. I can't be. Yeah, okay. I, I picked like it no one reads it. Who reads it? Man, me, me, like that. I don't know. You who read the else. whole thing. I got it. The whole thing, and, that, and I'm glad you said the whole thing because I've never. <laughs> it's a long. I've never seen a more extensive bio. Your bio, <laughs> your bio has chapters. I know five chapters, and I was like, "What is I know. this shit?" And it ends in 2010. Yeah, is it 2010? Why did I do that? I thought it was like 11 or 12. I wasn't sure. Why did I do that? I don't know why I did that. Are you gonna any plans to update? Any plans to let people know? Well, I should. I should, probably should update it. Actually, I mean, the guy that was doing it with me, James Hingley, who is uh, also tour manager for people like Bridget Christie and Stu. Sure, Stu Lee. Um, eh, Stu Lee. I like I know him. Stu Lee. Yeah, I enjoyed that. I can't yeah. even bother saying. Like, the do people call him Stu? Yeah, if I meet him, should I call him call Stu? Call him Stu. Call him Stu Lee. Okay. He loves it. Uh, <laughs> uh, so yeah. James Hingley d- did the website. Very good website. Uh, if you're looking for a website guy, he's yeah. he's a good go-to guy. He's a lovely man. But he realized he was getting sick of updating it for me because I'm I'm technophobic and useless. Sure. So he get, but he gave me all the links and the the ways to get into the website uh, to change it. And the one time I did try to go in there suddenly all the fonts were different and like little tiny letters <laughs> wing nuts. Like, never again you couldn't read it so uh, i like that he's like i'm gonna teach mm. phil how to fish yeah and he'll never go hungry that's exactly and you like hooked yourself in the face and you're like i'm never throwing a rod exactly. out again fuck this <laughs> exactly that's the one i'm just gonna stay I like but it. i like wait so you haven't updated the website at all since like 2011 oh no the website's been updated it's actually Just not the, the, bio. the website the website has changed originally i went for ah. this uh it was it was back when before Facebook was qu- well quite taken off. I think my website went up. Facebook was on there, but it wasn't the yeah, thing. It wasn't the central. I mean, now you just message people through Facebook. I used to be really a bit ha- a haughty about that and go, if you don't email me, if right. there's gonna be business, I want it on an email because yeah. you can find it easier. I, I think that's more over here than any other country I've been to. Keep it to email. Like in the states, if you email people, they they look at you like you're. Really? You know, saying saying old fashioned words. Oh, really? Yeah, they're just like any wow. any any room, any comedy thing. It's always just wow. message. I send letters with like wax stamps on that. So. <laughs> That's how long of the game you are. Yeah, like, exactly. I like. I, like I also challenge people to duels, though. So really, I'm, I'm really oh, old school. Shit. Don't mess with me, man. That means you got a muskets at dawn. A hundred percent record. You're still here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's the thing. It's like well, I challenge people to duels. If I'm still here, I'm a fucking winner. No, no one's ever taken me on. No one can be bothered getting up at dawn. That's so. true. Who has a musket? People, people got Tony Law. Tony Law. Tony Law. That's who's got a musket. He's, he's got one. <laughs> I, no, I don't. Oh fuck! I've he got... just seems like the kind of guy that. I have mean, a musket. I, I believed you. I was like, yeah, probably. More likely to have a hockey stick 
<laughs> pretending it's a musket. Yeah, but he'd 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 make you believe that it was a musket. He's sure. got that ability. Sure. Um. Well, where was it? Yeah. <laughs> no, no, that's going to be that kind of conversation. I got derailed by Tony Law. No, don't worry. I've had everybody gets derailed by Tony Law. Yeah. Tony it... Law gets derailed by Tony Law. I have seen that happen live. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Exactly. It's the joy of yeah. Tony Law. Um, but no, Ooh, I like that title. The Joy of Tony Law? Yeah, I should, I'm going to sell it to him. Quick, write I'm it gonna, down. I'm going to no. Google it. I'm going to uh, patent it. Patent, patent it? Yeah. You, no. yeah. Copyright? Copyright. Co- copyright. TM. The Trademark. Jo- Trademark jo- it. Trademark The Joy of Tony Law. Yeah, okay. Actually, I could I've, write a biography. The Joy of Tony Law? Yeah. Like, would it, what's it's like The Joy name? of Sex, but with pictures of him. Oh, no, wait a minute. <laughs> That's weird. This is, this <laughs> Drawings taken. of a guy with a beard Yeah, just with, a, with like, a musket. Did the oh, he's put it, put it, put. <laughs> that would be a good a book. <laughs> it's just like it's just on your coffee table. It's like what's the joy here's of Tony Law? Well, well it's, a, it's a beauty man with, a, a, with yeah, a. Here's him skinning a raccoon. Oh jeez, that's a drawing though. Oh okay, I was gonna say. This is, I was like taxi taxidermy. I've seen more of that over here than I've ever seen anywhere else in the world. Yeah, I was just I was just in the the goddamn Netherlands. They loved a bit of taxidermy. Do they? Yeah, like like the piece of it. I thought they were above it. They were above it too. Well, they're yeah. above a lot of things. They're so tall. But, yeah. But the hey, hey, hey comedy, hey. comedy worked. Right, I was, I was, as, I we was can edit this, right? Yeah, of course. <laughs> we'll, we'll edit out the laughter. It's yeah, too much. Too much. We're trying to have uh, a conversation. Uh, I didn't realize he loved taxidermy in the Netherlands. Wow. I, I just saw quite a piece of it, and then there's just a place up here that, like, it seems it's one of those bars where it's like, ooh, it's a dingy bar that's closed down. Ooh, and then you like knock on the door, and it's like you got to be on the list, and you got to know the guy. Wow, it's up the road. Yeah, my friend like manages there, so he's like, come get a drink, and it was all taxidermy. Weird. And like butterfly species. There's a room of butterflies. Oh, right, okay. Yeah, that's well, butterflies. That makes sense. Yeah, that's more scientific. not like alive though. Sorry, I don't get the right idea. Scientific. Yeah. There was a live butterfly enclosure at the zoo. I don't know if it's still there. You ever been in there? No, it's beautiful. You, I don't know if it's the London, London Zoo. You go through, you go through the those little plastic drapes, the kind that you get in a convenience shop in Australia. <laughs> you know, you know the plastic drape. I you know, know exactly what you mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the thing, the thing is, we have flies that we need to keep yeah, out. We got flies. See, over exactly. here, it's just like come in. When you're, when nothing. you're walking out with your burger and your with an egg on it, you got to make sure okay. there's. <laughs> stereotype in my <laughs> table. Stereotype. It's one of the things I loved about Australia. I'm part Australian. You're part Australian. Yeah, I married an Australian. Get out of here. Yeah. I, I, Does that make me Australian? Having my, my winger and a... Australian in law. Australian in law. Well, I, yeah. I She got her Canadian citizenship just as we broke up and I never got my Australian. I could have been a did citizen she, of the world. Did she know the breakup was happening? And Probably. just like, I want to get that sweet Australian... <laughs> oh, sweet Canadian. Sweet, sweet Canadian. Canadian, yeah. What is the Canadian... Does it have any extra benefits? You get to live in Canada? Apart from that. It's uh, like, I figure Australia, Canada, pretty much, they would be the most level... You can go, you can, you're Canadian with the Canadian passport. You can go in and out of the United States ah, without, uh, without you know, that. You can cross the border with your Canadian ID. Without that visa waiver. They might have changed that now though. I've been away for a long time. How long? Uh, 22 years. 22 years out of the Canada. Yeah. Any plans to go back? Uh, well, I'm going back to in April to, for my mom's 90th birthday. Your mom's 90. Yeah. My mom's Holy 90. shit. So you're going to, yeah. you're going to clock it up. Yeah. My dad's, my dad was 87 yesterday. 87 yesterday. Depending on when this podcast goes out. <laughs> well, my dad is, sorry, was, sorry to is Phil's now dad. 94. <laughs> if your right. podcasts are in like my podcast, they just never go out. Yeah, I got a big back catalog. <laughs> yeah. You have no idea. Have you listened to our podcast? No. No, not on, it's not in the bio, not in the Phil Nickel yeah, bio. Yeah, I, I stuck with the bio. That could have been chapter seven. The Phil Nickel podcast? It's called, well, no, it's called Zen with Mike Wilmot. Zen with Mike Wilmot. Yeah, which is so appalling. I don't even appear in it as myself. 
What? <laughs> in, in the Zen with Mike Wilmot podcast, it's co-hosted by a guy called Phil Watkinsonson. Phil Watkinsonson? Yeah. Nice. That's good. You son, don't wanna, son of Watkinson. You don't want to lend your name to Mike Wilmot's podcast. <laughs> no. Just in like, no way. Mike, I don't want to give you the layout. No up. chance. That's nice. I, I pretend. And, and in the last season, on the last episode, uh, Phil Watkinsonson quit. He quit? So, yeah. So I had to step in because I'm an actor. I'm a Phil Nichols professional actor. Of course. So you had to step in to be Phil... Phil Watkinson. Watkinson. Oh, God. If you're listening to this podcast, immediately turn it off now (laughs) and go to Zen with Mike Wilmot and listen to all of them. I mean, I was wondering why you agreed to be on this podcast, (laughs) but now I realize... It's the only reason I'm on everybody's podcast. Yeah, you just Every single podcast. Get off, turn this off and put on (laughs) Zen with Mike Wilmot now. Episode four, it's the best one. Episode four? Where where can they find it? Plug it, why not? Give it the full plug. It's on Podomatic. Podomatic, there you go. Well, look, I'm here with Phil Nick. Are you Phil Nickel on this I, one? I sure am. Great. I wouldn't be acting on this. Oh, thank God. Um, yeah, but I, I do can't. have an actor's voice. You do? Um, I have a stage voice. I'm actually 400 yards from the microphone. Yeah. Just <laughs> like, I, I want everyone at home to know this. Look, and see you. if I can do it. See if I can do this. I will step backwards and continue to remain the same volume as I get further and further away. That's actually fucking insane. It's ringing. No, but like it. It stayed on the same level. You're lying to me. I'm, I'm not. You are. No, I... I. Do you not see that I'm fucking confused? I don't know how you did that. Like, I've had so many people on here who are sitting at the yeah. microphone and it and goes up and down. All oh, right. But that actually worked. Yeah. Well, I'm actually in, so in tune with my electronics. I'm a part robot. You're part robot? Yeah. Wow. Which part? Uh, my yeah. mouth. My mouth. <laughs> Wow. You caught me off guard that, there. That, yeah, I, I didn't think you were going to ask that kind of question. Look, I'm, I'm a I thought we were like, oh, you're a robot. What do you do for lunch? I'm an investigative journalist. <laughs> How I do, you, know eat, which do bit. you eat food if you're a robot? I just, I'm still kind of in shock <laughs> about the microphone. You're like thing. the Louis Thoreau of podcasts. What, what is that? A, that's a compliment, right? He's doing, yeah, of course it is. He's doing quite well. Yeah, he was doing really well. One of my friends finds He doesn't him... have to do podcasts. <laughs> that's for sure. That's for sure. That's for sure. Hey, <laughs> He's not lo- at that level. He'd love to be on here. He had to start somewhere, though. Yeah. If he if he came up when podcasts were out, there's no way he wouldn't have had a podcast. Come he, on. He's probably got a podcast. He probably does. Knowing Louis. Everyone's kind of got one. He interviews everybody. He's he's maybe one of the best at it. Is he? Do you reckon? Yeah, novel- because he always has that confused look of like, ooh, wow, I, yeah. I'm really interested in what you're saying, but I'm kind of confused by it. Yeah. Like it, he does that look to the camera without looking to the camera. You just know, <laughs> you move. know by looking at him, he's kind of going, I'm looking at the camera now. Yeah. But even though he's looking someone in the face and thinking, this yeah. person's a nutcase. He's, I reckon that's, that's his cameraman as well. You know, he's got his guy. He's yeah. got his guy that he takes everywhere. It's like, you oh. got to get that look. Imagine when the doors close in the van. Oh my God. <laughs> that person was fucking crazy. <laughs> oh my God. Did you see the documentary about, uh, oh no, I don't want to go there. Don't want to go there? No, the well, doc- that's, documentary that's... about, uh, what's his name, Jimmy Savile? No. no. I, I, I think I'm like incredibly disconnected from UK culture. He's just a pedophile. I know he's just, just a pedophile. Just a pedophile. He was, he was, he was, was he, like the, he was on primetime TV. He got, like, I mean, he's, he was doing it like. Was in, he like it, your best one though? Like, you know, like every kind of like, country uh, has the best pedophile. Yeah, no, but he'd be like, uh, who's one of your guys? Uh, Rolf Harris is our guy. No, yeah. You, well, Rolf Harris is your guy. Yeah. But who, who, who's on primetime TV? Who's the guy with the hat? The guy with the hat. Oh, Molly Meldrum. Molly, be like Molly Meldrum. Holy shit. That's exactly right. Whoa. Imagine. Yeah. I'm not saying, by the way. No, oh, Molly Meldrum. Let's just, let's caveat that. National, I'm not saying National that treasure. Molly, no, yeah, it's Molly, no Molly. way. No way. Well, is. that's exactly what it's like. Imagine him going under that hat. He's got loads of kids. 
That's why he wears the hat. Well, well, his hat's getting pretty big. He did go to that hospital last week. Whoa, hey. When did that happen? Shit, when he fell off the ladder. That was a few years ago, Phil Nickel. When we released this podcast in 2025, that's going to be a very dated reference. (laughs) I want you to know that. Okay. But all right. I want to get to the beginning because you... Reading, reading the chapters, reading the chapters of your oh bio, multiple, only multiple page bio I've ever seen. <laughs> and, you think, can, and you can swipe on the computer. It's lovely the way it's written. You can just, can you, you can swipe it. Did you notice that? The, I, I scrolled to the bottom. There was a little next oh, chapter. Oh, there's a little next chapter. You scroll to the bottom. Little button. Oh, it's actually, yeah. if, you, if you click on it and move it, it moves like, oh, it used to move uh, like a book. It used to be able to read it oh, like a book. Maybe on the iPhone, it'll do that. Oh, maybe. Little touchy screeny. I think so. It should do on the on the computer. It's like a grab, you know, like your little hand grab. Yeah. So you, and, you and Steve turns, Jobs did. Turns the pages, yeah. Because that was Steve Jobs' big, you know, that's his move. Yeah, like, that's his turn move. The pages. And, I, and I thought, well, let's, I'm going to do that. I'm going to make it like a little book. Yeah, that's nice. I mean, I like that you did it like a book because, like, yeah, there's feelings in there as well. Is there? Yeah. There's okay. like, and this was, that was the lowest point. <laughs> we're going to get to that. That's foreshadowing. Oh, that's the, that's the don't, pump don't, up, don't, pump don't, up the rest of the pot. Right. You were born in Scotland. I was. I was born in a place called Cumbernauld. Cumbernauld. Yeah. Yeah, and there was an ad campaign. If you're Scottish, you will know it. I'll say, I say, what's it called? Cumbernauld, and that was the ad campaign. So they ah. show, show, they try to get all the all the uh, people out of the the slums in downtown Glasgow yes. into the into the countryside, which they did. So, so this, you were countryside, Cumbernauld countryside. Well, well, it's a it's a suburb now. Yeah. Okay. It was a new town de- designed by some Italian designer. And oh. It's got loads of cul-de-sacs and none of the roads go anywhere. It's renowned for being impossible to get out of. Who would have thought an Italian guy would nail the road? Went <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> exactly. uh, in Rome. Yeah. Go somewhere else. All roads that's lead to Cumbernauld because no, you yeah, cannot all, escape Cumbernauld. All roads lead out of Rome. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So you started there. You got a Scottish mother. Wait, Scottish mother Cumbernauld. Scottish mother who's 90. My Scottish mother is 90. My Scottish father is 87. But Scottish people are supposed to die young, Phil Nickel. I don't I know. know if you know. They, they moved to Canada 40 years ago. Ah, that's And breathed that sweet, sweet Canadian air. Yeah, with the fruit. You have, ex- the, ex- you have the, the, the... Apples. Apples. We have full apples. Full size. We don't have a lot of fruit. Yeah. Coming we have here, apples. Coming here from Australia. Tobacco. Being absurd. Because like in Australia, there's fruit. Yeah. It's around yeah. and you eat it. I just yeah. I just did this run of gigs with Ian Coppinger. Yeah. Coppinger. Oh, Coppinger. Coppinger. You can call him Coppinger as well. Yeah, I felt I felt bad because he did I did ask and then I forgot and then I said it in a recorded fashion. Oh no. Fuck. <laughs> no. Um sorry. And what did he say in Coppinger? Well he he had this joke about Australians eating fruit and like how it blew his mind. And it's like it's kinda of true. Like yeah. we just eat it, whereas in Scotland you get like fun size apples. Yeah. He's That's Irish. Like, he's Irish. I know. Oh, right. I'm aware. Like, like okay. I didn't know. He was just oh, talking no, just about making sure Europe. you knew that. He Since you knew he was Coppinger, yeah. you might have all thought he was Irish. <laughs> okay. Uh, I, the Irish didn't even have potatoes, man. Why are you rubbing it in? I'm not look rubbing it. we've got. We've got it. bananas. And they, they didn't even have look, potatoes. Look, they had potatoes. They didn't even have things that grew in the ground. Carrots, no. Carrots, no? No. Parsnips, no. Well, I'm, I'm assuming if there was a potato famine, the same thing would eat all the... Otherwise, they just be they'd be eating carrots. That's be, true. Like, hey, it wouldn't be called the potato famine. It'd be called the carrot cake. The ca- that's right. The carrot. Mm, the carrot. Old school zingers. This yeah. is nice. I <laughs> yeah. feel I feel a bit old timey. Yeah, um, well, that's because you're with an old man. That's not an old man of comedy. I was shocked at how long you've been doing comedy. I thought you had not just looking at you i just didn't think you <laughs> i didn't think you would have been able to perform comedy like because you started like what 93 
87? 87. Wow. Okay. Right. Um, yeah. that's, when, that's when I started doing comedy with Corky the Juice Pigs. Yes, the, the band. Yeah. We're gonna... I, when I, was, I did theater sports in when I was about 15, 14 or 15. Yeah. So that would have been in, that would have been uh, 81. 81. So I started about 81. Jesus. Because, yeah, I just, I thought you were like 40 yeah. something. Yeah, like, no, thanks you know, very much. Yeah, yeah. I just, yeah. No, I, I'm 74. Yeah, and your mom's nine. I mean, my mom's ninety. Yeah, if you, that if actually you were still works. Your mom's ninety. She would have had you late when she was 26. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I just, I, I was like kind of shocked. But yeah, so starting in Scotland, I moved to Canada. 10 age 10 yeah no i moved to canada age four and a half age four and a half and then and then uh i we, i was there for about 10 months while i went to i have two older brothers we were at school uh-huh. i went to kindergarten which is the canadian pre-grade one i don't know if you have them in australia yeah australia is uh pre there's preschool and kindergarten well we have kindergarten yeah we have yeah. preschool and kindergarten and, kinder, and then in britain they don't have kindergarten they just have great they have a primary one Primary one. Yeah. Is that how you start? Primary well, one. It was at the time anyway. Interesting. I don't, I don't know what they yeah. do now. Mm. So primary one is, uh, and, I, and I was born in May. You're born in May? I, I was May born se- in May. May 17. May 29. Yeah, my God, same as Hitler. Really? No. Ah, oh, <laughs> I got done. <laughs> I don't know. I got done. You should know. Yeah. Don't, doesn't it come up in, in your horoscope? I know. I just know that I'm born the same day as Daniel Tosh. Oh, hey, Daniel. Yeah, Dan, like two do you guys Daniel. Get to, do you guys get together and yeah, we hang out. Shit. Now, apparently, he's does a he very, speak to you? Apparently, he's a very shy man. I've oh, heard he? that. All right, I've heard that. Very keeps to himself. All right. Yeah, which I like. Yeah, I didn't believe. Anyway, back I, to my I, podcast. I didn't know he was related to Peter Tosh from the, the, the Bob Marley and the Whalers as well. Is that true? Nah. Oh. I just make stuff up twice in a row. So many facts. I'm in this podcast to goddamn... <laughs> I'm in this podcast to bloody learn about you and you oh, give me mate. fake facts. Oh, sorry. Thank mate. God I did my research. I I'm I'm, think I'm a bit too... I get easily distracted. Yeah. So this, people listening to this podcast will be people that are really easily distracted because I can't keep a conversation going. No, I like to I like to think we're, we're making headway. We're moving it well, forward. Well, I'm moving forward in my life. I, yeah. I, I lived in Canada basically for a year. And I don't remember much of that year. And then I moved back to Scotland. My, my parents actually moved back to Cumbernauld, which I was oh. like, what's the technical term for it? Uh, shite hole. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, Glasgow yeah. is a shite hole. Yeah. Uh, so Scotland, Glasgow is so Cumbernauld is. Cumbernauld is shite Glasgow hole. is one of my favorite cities in the world. Yeah. I've uh, never been to Glasgow. Never been to Glasgow? Yeah. I've heard, I've heard oh, nothing man. but mixed things. You will love it. Mixed? No. It's, <laughs> great. it's great. It's like Edinburgh, but better. Oh, really? Putting yeah. the, putting Edinburgh's the beautiful. In? Edinburgh is a, is a very pretty city. Yeah. But I think for culture and arts, Glasgow, there's no comparison. Got more flavor. So you've got, you know, you've got the Edinburgh Festival in Edinburgh of in, course. in August, which is one of, I've been there every every year but two since 1990. Yeah. So I do love Edinburgh. Don't don't take that the wrong way. But Glasgow, maybe it's because my hometown, but Glasgow smiles better. Smiles <laughs> uh, better. Yeah. No, that's a, that's a hell of a compliment for yeah. Scottish people. Yeah, exactly. Picking up the teeth. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I but, think it, I think it's because they were drunk and they went. Glasgow smiles better. Gla- Glasgow smiles better, <laughs> mate. <laughs> Wait. And so, also, there's a thing about the Glasgow smile, a joke. You know the Glasgow smile. What's the Glasgow smile? Um, they used to put like a, your credit if they put oh, a credit yeah. card in your mouth, then push your cheeks together. So you see guys with scars and make them look like the the Joker. Yeah, I have. A, that, that's got many names. You know those it? things like Glasgow that, smile, Millwall smile, like oh, the Millwall smile. Like, yeah, it's like Mill, like it's right. like I like that everyone everywhere. Yeah, Glasgow kiss, French kiss, <laughs> all so, these kisses. Yeah. Um. But so wait, you moved back to Can- you moved back to Scotland. Moved back to Scotland. Back to back to an even worse place. Yes. 
Um, <clears throat> and I'm blessed my parents and they were trying to make the best my, I don't think my mother enjoyed Canada when she was there it was freezing cold right. and I only found this out afterwards my father had a, quite a severe car accident and hurt himself when he first got there because the the the, the um, roads the traffic lights are the road signs are at different places so in, Brit- in Britain they're, oh, on, shit. they're on posts and Canada because the roads are so wide they have to go up and over so if you're not looking up you don't see them so my dad went through a, an intersection and got hit it that, that actually makes sense to me because like they would they would be kind of higher up because you're kind of coming from further like more space whereas yeah. here it's all kind of crunched in same yeah. in Oz I think they got them up over the on, on like a you know some just main main roads are like three you know, that's yeah. not a highway it's just a road but it's got two or three lanes four lanes yeah uh, so they have them up above yeah that yeah. makes yeah that yeah because I, I find driving here very hard because you don't know where to look yeah, because right. you got your, you got your, you know. Right. This is, this is the pocket. Oh, you I don't drive, drive ever. Uh uh-uh. Man, interesting. Never driven. No once. Never driven a car. Well, I mean, I I have driven twice when I was drunk. <laughs> <laughs> once on my birthday in Moose Jaw, <clears throat> Moose Jaw, Alberta. Really? I thought yeah. that, I thought that was a joke. I thought yeah. that was just like I've never driven, but I've driven drunk. No, driven. Yeah, no. I I, went, I we were we were we'd done a gig. Uh, some really horrible place in Moose Jaw. Nice. Is it Moose Jaw or Medicine Hat? Is it actually called Moose Jaw? Moose Jaw, yeah. Like a Canadian town called Moose Jaw? Yeah, Moose Jaw. (laughs) Or Medicine Hat. Why are you laughing at that? Well, you've got Warumbula. Yeah, I know. Mate. What? You what? What do you mean? What? You, you can't, You've got like you've no. Got I'm not, and you should laugh, And you should laugh at that. Yeah. You should. Just like I get to laugh Nim, at Moose Jaw. Nimby. Nim, what, Nim, what about Nimble, what, what about Wagga Wagga? Why don't Wagga you use the good ones? Oh, we've got we've got Wawa. Wawa. Yeah, which is means goose. Do Wagga Wagga native for a goose? Wagga Wagga means crows because in that like indigenous language, instead of doing a plural on the word, you just say the word twice to indicate plural. Yeah, that's so. Wagga is crow, then Wagga Wagga. Really. Really? That, yeah. Is that weird? That is well, weird. Yeah. A couple of Ooh. indigenous populations on the other side yeah, of the exactly. world. Exactly. It's almost like they spoke the same language at one point. At one point. And now they speak. Oh, sorry. That wasn't. That, that sounded like I was doing a language yeah, thing I and I wasn't. I was trying to do more of a. <laughs> oh, no, no. That's, oh, dear. that's horrible. I love it. I was trying to do like a shake of the head. I know. Do a little, can't believe it. But it's, it's, it doesn't sound like me doing it. Oh, no. I've oh, never no. I've never seen someone remember that Twitter exists so quickly. Just like, fuck. Oh, oh no. no. I knew what you were doing. Oh, you knew what I was doing. I knew what you were doing. I was, I was in to, the room. I was trying yeah. to do that, but then but I did it's it with like my You were so no. shocked, but you didn't oh, want to do the mic. No. It's okay. <laughs> anyway. Phil Nickel, everything's fine. Ooh. Nobody thinks Ooh. that you think that's how indigenous oh, people talk. Dear. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. But that's really weird. That's want- the same into... Maybe that was a more common language feature than we're aware of. Yeah. Where, I, where I, aware of? Where aware of? that? It <laughs> <laughs> sounds like an Aussie place. Are you been aware aware of, mate? That actually, in fairness, does sound like an Aussie place. <laughs> I'll concede that okay. on behalf of my of my of my people. <laughs> That's the thing that does actually. Do they use indigenous place names in Canada much? Yeah, that's a, yeah. well. Imagine that Moose Jaw is the English translation of what that is. Oh, yeah, there, okay. Yeah, there are. Um, there's a lot of French places as well, like Sault Ste. Marie. Yeah. Which is in Ontario. Because I'm just uh, always, with Australia, I'm like, why don't we, why don't we use the indigenous place names? Why don't we use the same name? Like Newcastle. We got a Newcastle. Let's, yeah, just, call a Newcastle. It, let's just call it an indigenous thing. Yeah. We don't, we don't need to double. Yeah. Know? Like it doesn't. You could call it. <laughs> Sorry, I should probably leave that joke alone. I mean, I mean, it wasn't funny originally. <laughs> and now, so that's the kind of comedian I am though. If I get on a thing that makes me, that get, I just can't let it go. Yeah. Even though I know it's wrong. It? I've, I've very skewed morals. Morris. Morris? 
Morals? Morals. morals. What's the difference between morals and morals? Any idea? Moors. Yeah, Moors. Didn't Social they like wars. invade? Didn't they invade like Spain? <laughs> the and Italy. Don't, yeah. don't tell that to the the mafia. Anyway. Really? Yeah, the more I don't know what social mores are. That's that's not a term that I'm aware of. All right, social mores. I mean, it's just when you do the right thing. For instance, um, getting up to give your seat to a, a pregnant woman or someone who looks like they need to, a seat. On, that that's a, that's just expected of you. That's a social more. Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. Whereas moral would be getting up and punching them as hard as you can because you can't have children of your own. <laughs> <laughs> have you, you ever know, thought I about... Could be, I, I didn't say they were good morals. Have you ever thought They're just about, my morals, okay. You All right, it's just my morals. Lecturing, maybe? Lecturing <laughs> university? Like ethics? I think, yeah, <laughs> ethics. I think you'd kill Ethics it. is different altogether. That's true. Ethics is... Is uh, hypothetical. Say what's wrong with this country? Too many ethics. Too many, hey, there <laughs> hey. you go. Send the ethics home. I feel yeah. This is I, for some reason yeah. I think I think in trying to keep you in line, I've become yeah. an old timey radio host. <laughs> I know, and I've become an old timey comedian. Yeah, making off color jokes. I feel I feel like you off color remarks. You know, they see those interviews between Conan O'Brien and Norm. Yeah, just like Norm's <laughs> just taking it as far away as he can, and Conan's like, please just come back please to come the, back to the come back to the couch. Oh, okay, <laughs> come back to the show. So I moved to Canada. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, we, we moved back to Canada when I was about eight and a half. Oh, okay. So it was like a one year just because it was real hard initially. Yeah. And you're like, fuck it, second go. I think think my mother just missed things. And my father, uh, the only only grandparent that I remember Mm. was my father's mother, who was rather old at the time. Yeah. And I think she, they had left her in Scotland. And I think she, you know, she was being looked after. We had aunts and people look after her. But my, I think my father felt guilty. So all those reasons meant we went back to Cumbernauld. And then I did about two years there. My fa- And then <clears throat> this is like in 1970, uh, in the 70s, mm-hmm. uh, Canada was giving uh, bursaries and money to to people to come to right. You know, that, to, to immigrate there they're kind of yeah the exact ten, opposite of what's happening in this country because they realize that they, the, the 10 pound pom thing like we had in australia like two pound pom whatever yeah, it was people come out real similar, cheap similar to that they were looking for skilled laborers so my father uh-huh. my father's a cabinet maker by trade yeah and so they offered him money uh to come and start his own business uh, uh, which yeah. you know for a for a builder from Scotland that was amazing. Of course, and he'd yeah. come out. He'd been out there when he was young, when he was like in his nineteen twenties, not nineteen twenties. <laughs> <laughs> when he was nineteen or twenty, he yeah. he was he'd gone to Canada, which is why he knew it was uh, the land of milk and honey. Right. So At he... one point, the pound was four pounds to the dollar. Wow. So uh, so he so basically he took he decided to take, get us back out there, and I think um, he really liked it. Yeah, and and, I assume... and and then he took his mother with us. So we went uh, a second time. Yeah, nice. And then within within about between age nine and and about nine and age twelve, eleven, I moved like three or four times to three couple of different schools, and then we ended up in Pickering, uh, which is like uh, Cumbernauld but with a nuclear plant. Oh, cool! <laughs> so it's it's the lights are brighter. Yeah, they're like, you're moving on up. Okay, and Pickering what, what... is a home of the world's largest nuclear plant. It was eight reactors big when we got there. It's about a fifty minute drive to downtown Toronto. Wow. <laughs> so okay. Since I've moved away, they've been slowly concreting it up because everything they've realized. Well, that's a target. <laughs> <laughs> eight reactors. We ever want to hang? We ever want to destroy Toronto? Yeah. Eight reactors. In that cor- in that quarter, Toronto's about a three and a half million people. From yeah. Oshawa to Niagara, there's about 8 million people living in that corridor. Oh, wow. <clears throat> it's pretty big. But, so uh, that, what's Canada's population? Like uh, 40? Thir- no, quite. I, think, I don't think so. Well, it might be now. 39. Should we Google it? 
Nah, I never... Not 39... 30, okay, I should have said 39,472, and then people wouldn't even want... 72. <laughs> yeah. 72 is if I know the exact... Yeah, exactly. Detail. When you're specific, people are like, well, you get yeah, to. You must good. know. Yeah. But like... So yeah, you kind of... And then you grew up in the Canada. Because I just think... I just find you like with the... With, I was joking about it. The energy. The energy of the Phil Nickel is well known. Yeah. I think. And like, Nothing I, to do with the nuclear plant. Nothing to do with the nuclear plant. Whatsoever. Didn't, didn't lick a... No. Lick a, lick a little neutron? I, always have a little, I have a little joke with people say, no effect on me whatsoever. <laughs> Nothing I can show you. <laughs> and that's a little icebreaker in any per- polite conversation post-show with punters. You're like, where are you from? Which is, I like that you've got post-show gear. Oh, it's, but no, it's just, but it's just, you, you end up with the same questions. I know, of you're, course. You're being nice to, you're being nice to the... Yeah, to, yeah. To, oh, these, no, I just these, mean, these, that's, these, that's experience. That's experience paying off. Being like, look, I'm going to have these conversations. Want my little post-show joke? Little post-show joke. Because if, right. if you do the joke and they laugh, it's a great exit. It's great. Yeah. I know. Oh, oh, they're my bus. <laughs> bus. Because like if, they, if you're answering really <laughs> earnestly, they're kind of like, oh, cool. Let's, yeah, exactly. let's keep hanging. Yeah, let's keep hanging because we need to know more about the Canadian nuclear power system. Yeah. Eight reactors? Really? Eight. Just like, yeah. You know the can-do reactors? Those were can-do reactors. They're most, they're most uh, successfully safe reactors in the world really uh, yeah and they're the ones that we sold to pakistan which allowed them to make nuclear power or nuclear weapons that's nice. well done canada good on you canada Woo-hoo. helping out always helping out hey guys e- sorry e- about that yeah <laughs> even it up even it up the middle east there eh? yeah i mean <laughs> india pakistan you gotta you can't have like, india uh, that's a really that was me being a really ignorant canadian going, yeah, the middle east out there in India. Ah, okay. See, but, I, was I, I was doing that on purpose. Right. I, I just I'm don't... not coming across well, and sorry, I keep interrupting you, but I'm not coming across well in this. I'm coming across as racist, old schooly, <laughs> more immoral. I mean, I really don't think so. I think you're coming across great. I'm going to do some uh, PR for myself now. So, just Daniel, <laughs> how's your show's been going? <laughs> They've been going good. They've been nice. Well, uh-huh. the reason I didn't Where, catch... Where'd you play, where'd you play last? Um, uh, the Hague. What? Yeah, I love that. You love the Hague? I, I I've been haven't been in the Hague in a while, but that's those are nice gigs. Did you go out to the coast? No, I didn't. The Hague Beach. They told me they had a beach. Yeah, it's a big beach. As an know. Australian, I refuse to go to anywhere else's beach because it's, <laughs> it's disappointing. Like it just is. What? Not even the beach in Thailand. Like the one I have been to the beach. You're absolutely right. I've been. Did you there. go to the beach? Yeah. What's that called again? The be- it's called the beach. Copipi. Copipi. Yeah, I love. I love it. Just like that's that's Australians. We just know the names of Thai beaches and shit. It's just like, yeah. <laughs> exactly. We it's, went there. Yeah, but it's still not like, you know, the... There's no waves. Just, yeah. And also, you, but you can't get the you, endless, like, miles of beach. It's not going to be anywhere. Well, that's... Yeah, that's the... I think most people don't really understand, like, an Australian beach where it's just like... It's, it's a beach as far as you can see. Yeah. And it's all nice. Yeah. You know? Like, that's, like, the crazy bit. And yeah. it's just all up and down We kind of have coasts. Canadian version of it, but ours are more, like... Ours are more like uh, rough, right? There's like Cold, you got to colder, colder, yeah. Is that, but in the summer, there's beaches. If you're, there's beaches Vancouver's the good beach Vancouver, side. Vancouver's no. a rocky, rocky beaches. But you get oh, to, yeah. but you go to Vancouver Island. There, yeah, there's some there's some sand stuff. beach. I mean, it's but like the Atlantic is the sand beach side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, interesting. And but you're Toronto. That's the thing I didn't catch about. We have beaches in Toronto because the Lake Ontario is so vast. Only Australians would really understand the size of it. Yeah. But the Great Lake Ontario is the second smallest. Second smallest. The second. That that there's only Lake Erie is the only one that's smaller. Yeah. Lake Ontario is so vast you can't see the, you can't see America on the other side. On on a really clear night you might be able to see a bit of Buffalo. 
Wow. That's you that big. You just can't even... You can't even see across Just it. see the goddamn horizon. And the Lake Superior was massive. It's like, it's like a, an ocean. I really they, hate the way they name lakes. I've never enjoyed it. Like Lake Superior? I hate that shit. Yeah, really? I want... I want. I like, I like Salt Lake City. I enjoy that. I always thought Lake Superior was... Um, Superior was was um, native Canadian. It sounds like Superior. Really? Yeah, but I but may, I might be making that up. But because we have uh, Lake Huron, which is named after the Huron tribe. Okay, so you thought maybe maybe I've just dissed this indigenous Ontario, Canadian Ontario, lake name. Ontario is Canadian. Is is a, is a native word. Native word. Yeah. Right. Interesting. And, and Erie is. A, I think they're all tribes. That just shows. So I think Superior was native. Was a tribe. Must be. Well, look, we'll put it. I always do a little thing at the end. I have like the links and stuff. Oh, okay. To you know, just give people the closure that they need. Yeah. They come through this pub. But yeah. God, I've just done that ignorant thing, motherfucker. No, no. I've never been to Canada. I got nothing. I got no. Well, you'd be good there. Good there. That's a good yeah, time. It'd be good for you. There's a lot of good comedy stuff there. Yeah. There's the um, all the fringe festivals you can do. They kind of run around the same time as Edinburgh though, but through the summer. Yeah. But you can link them up. They've they've, they've actually linked them up so they go one f- from one to another. The fringe festivals. Oh, they figured out the run. Like Australia, mm. we got the you know you start at Perth yeah. and then you Adelaide and then yeah. you Melbourne, and then you Sydney, then you leave. Yeah. But being, um, Can- but being Canadian, they do very. Uh, it's all done through a lottery. <laughs> it is done through a lot for, to get for your, equality to get your place. So yeah, it yeah. Is. You That's enter funny. a lottery, you pay uh, the entrance fee, yeah. and if you whether you get in or not, the entrance fee gets used to set up the to set up the the festival. Right, right, right. So you you'll enter, and you can enter as an international act. But there's a local, there's two two uh, pools. Local lo- lottery. Lo- local Canadians, and then there's then there's international acts, uh, which is a smaller pool. Yeah. And they pick so many, and they get, and they tell you where the venues is. You don't. The, you were given the venue, and you're given the, it's everything's paid for, and you go and do your show, and uh, you make all the money. Wow, that's a great system. Yeah, it's a good system. I think anything that's ever been explained to me about Canada, I've responded with, "Wow, that's a great system." It's a good system. <laughs> okay. yeah. Good for yeah. them. Yeah, we've just legalized it. marijuana. Good system. Yeah. Are you, are you a weed guy? No. Yeah, me neither. No. Not, no, I used to be, but it just not doesn't it doesn't agree with me. Yeah. But I have done, if I go go to Amsterdam or something, I might have a little nibble off a, a muffin or something. But it's still, even then, it's one of those things that I think, oh, I, I should try that. And then I have it. And I think, oh, no, that's why, why I don't do it. I, I had that exact thing on Sunday. I was like, with my girlfriend, I was like, well, I mean, we could do like mushrooms or something and just kind of wander around. And then it was like kind of raining. And I was like, oh, I've got to get a plane. Like, eh. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just let it go. Yeah. And then you see like the kind of young people going to Amsterdam or just like smoking weed and just being like, man, this is fucking great. Yeah, it's great. And then you're just like, I'm 29 now. Like I've you know, oh, I kind of get man. it. You're an old man. Now. I am an old man. I, I feel like I'm a very old man. I feel like you're a very young man. I'm a very old man. Really? I would say, yeah. To me, you feel younger than me. No. Genuinely. Think, I don't know why. It, I'm actually, I think I come, I think I have a, I made a conscious decision, this for right or wrong. Yeah. I made a conscious decision when I, uh, about 17, 18 years of age, I, uh, this is going to be hard to explain. I, I love causing confusion. <laughs> Like I think it's, it's, I think it's like no and, one and, listening to this could possibly understand <laughs> what you mean. Tony Law would. Uh, I love causing confusion, and it, it used to tickle me. I'm not, I'm not as much of a a, a shit disturber as I used to be. Yeah. Uh, but I used to because I I got picked on, I got bullied a lot uh, because of the background going from different schools and everything. Uh, being a born again Christian, being all the things that my background like. Were, Wait, were, you're a born again Christian? Yeah. When? Fuck yeah. What, now? Well, or no, I, I don't think you can be unborn again. 
I thought born I, again. I could be a suicide atheist. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I killed my born again Christian self. And then, my parents, my parents are devout uh, born again Christians in the Brethren Assembly. In the Brethren Assembly, yeah. Which at the time, there's if you know much about the Brethren, they're like they're the ones that landed on Plymouth Rock. Right, the Plymouth Brethren. Yeah, yeah, it's called yeah. Plymouth Rock because they're Plymouth from Plymouth. Okay, the Plymouth and, Brethren. And they, that's wait, Plymouth, give me some Plymouth Rock. I, I Ply- got the Plymouth Rock is in, in the states where the the, the first uh, settlers landed in in the states. So are they like kind of like the Prudes, or you know, like you say like they're the like, they're like the and... they're like the Amish or the the Amish are Germans, but they're more they're like Quakers. Okay, so the, the Brethren were there's two strands the the river or the or the um the the rock I almost say rock brethren but uh, the river brethren were the Irish and yeah. and the Plymouth brethren were the I believe were the Germans right Germans. and they kind of settled Strong. in America set yeah. up their own little communities they, is this they, like yeah. the Ozarks are we talking Ozarks yeah it might be around that that's yeah. that's the kind of uh, kind of vibe kind, yeah the kind of puritanical craziness okay and but parents... when I say puritanical they're not unlike Catholics who are into ceremony and pomp and circumstance they're the exact opposite the brethren believe in quietly that we're all part of a plan yeah and they're not they're not the they're not calvinistic so they don't believe in predestination they believe that we have free will within uh, god's uh within the creation yeah therefore you have uh the ability to change uh your decision change your path and make decisions for yourself therefore you're responsible and will be held accountable at some future date when you're brought before Right, you're the maker, and you have to answer for yourself. So, it's so kinda... in doing that, in doing that, it makes you make, makes you uh, um, want to advance yourself through being moral for for the goodness sake. Yeah, not, back... f- not for not for um, rewards sake. Yeah, it's not like an automatic reward. It's like you yeah. know, you will just be judged based on your actions. So you should have good actions. Yeah, and yeah, and your good actions actually reward you in that they yeah. only good actions begat good actions. Kind of like Uber. Kind of like Uber. Yeah, so I'm, a, I'm a five star Christian. Are you? But no. Well, how's your Uber ratings? You know, my rating. <laughs> I, I don't know. I've got. I've, a, I, I think. I, I think it's probably not bad right now. But uh, I've got a suspiciously high rating. People are quite shocked. What but, for Uber? Yeah. Well, you you talk well. Talk well. You reckon yeah. that's? Yeah. Here they don't talk too much in Australia. Like they expect a chat. They expect a big chat. Do Uber have a podcast? No. You could do an Uber podcast. Uber podcast? Just yeah, me and Uber drivers? Right? Just say to the Uber driver, can I do that? You get him to say yes He on... on uh, well, everyone would... There would just be a really long ad for Uber. It's like the whole chat no, in no, Uber. It's just like, is Uber good? Yeah, it was great. I think, but Uber... But imagine Uber could get behind that. Maybe. It'd be huge. The Uber podcast. Yeah, something to listen to while you're waiting for uh, the guided shop. The Uber that's, that's the thing. You just like you just play that instead of chatting to the Uber driver, or you, like outsource it, the chat. Yes, exactly. <laughs> call, I'll just call it the Uber Podcast. So it's like yeah. Uber Podcast, and just like really heavy metal, the ultimate like, podcast. Yeah, yeah. Wait. So you are, you, are you still? That's like no. That was great. I like the I like the Christian chat. Are your parents still brethren, like uh, quite devout? Yeah, very much. Uh, but they've gone through a, 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 a lot of growth. I think Canada is a softer country. Yeah. I mean, in exclusive brethren churches, they still men still sit on one side and women sit on the other side and wear veils. So, I mean, it's pretty... I make a joke in my show that they're, they're almost Islamic in their devotion to Jesus. Ah, you know, okay. Like so... it's like, but it's quietly done. It's not. They're not like the Baptists who are fire and brimstone. Yeah, um, and I... it's not like the Pentecostals who uh, are you know speak in tongues and spirit. They 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 believe that it's possible, but they don't tend to. Yeah, it's not one of the views they espouse. They 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 kind of stick to themselves. They're 
I met some. I do. I talk about it in my my show. You're wrong. The tour that I was doing, and I met these two guys at the end. In, in the interval, I go out and speak to uh, the audience. I met these two guys. Said, oh, they they work in a in a warehouse quadrant. Yeah. Right across my group of brethren guys, and they know exactly what I'm talking about. They're the most honest people they've ever met. They've never. They don't. Uh, to sign, have to sign contracts with them. They just shake a hand. If they say they're going to have this there, you know, this yeah. thing there at two, it's there at two sometimes. Wow. Uh, they, uh, but they tend to only, they worship, uh, they have like prayer meetings in the middle of the day, but the, but pra- a prayer meeting in a brethren church is just a group of people will just sit quietly. <laughs> and just introspectively. Just introspectively. And then maybe if one, if, one, if one of them feels moved to get up and say, oh, I was actually contemplating this earlier today and, uh, this Bible verse that came to me and I just thought it's, and then they'll say it and then they'll sit back down and there's no need to comment on it, ask about it. They just sit back down and go like that. That's so and fascinating. That, yeah. And I did that for, I mean, I went, I went to, I went to church at least, at least five times a week till I was about 14 or 15. Then that's when I started to go, I'm not going anymore. My parents kind of forced me. And mm. then when I was 17, I ran away from home, went to acting school. You went away from home to get away from it. Well, kind of. Well, just like you my got par- into my par- my, yeah, I got into acting school. My parents didn't. I, I I went. I auditioned for acting school behind my parents' back. Right. I was in all the. So I a- was in high school plays and stuff, and I and I told them that's what I was going to do, and my dad said, "No, you're not." And I was like, um, "I am." And he went, "You're not." And I was, "Well, I am going to." Yeah. So he went. He refused to. He and he has he's spoken to me about this and 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 asked me for forgiveness for him not helping me. Right, uh, not help. He wouldn't refuse to help me in any way, so I did it anyway. So you just did and it I all think now. They look back. Now they look back. Well, you know, years later, when I had won the comedy award and <laughs> was taking my mom to Buckingham Palace to meet the Queen, they kind of—I was just about to bring that up. That would be Were a you? great moment. Yeah, because that's it's in the it's in the book. It's in, the, in the book, book that I read online. Oh, um, no, no, because I, I I was going to ask about that just because that's a great. You know, I don't want to say I told you so kind of moment. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, it's yeah. like. <laughs> Well, it's like, hey, dad, you know how you said it wasn't going to. Here's the fucking queen. Well, this is the queen. Yeah, that kind of made them think I was I was in a I was in a play. Um, I was in a play One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Yeah. With Christian Slater, who they don't know because they don't watch. They don't Christian watch, Slater. They don't watch secular. Yeah, that's a great reference. Is Anytime it? you get to bring up Christian oh, me, Slater. Me, me and Slates, man. <laughs> no, we call him Slater. Yeah. Uh, uh, we, but when when I was in that was in that show I was in with like Dave Johns and and Stephen Camus and Owen O'Neill a whole bunch of people and, and Ian Coppinger was in it. Yeah, a lot, lot of comedians. It was all comedians because it was like ah. uh, the comedians had done a big show with, the year before at Twelve Angry Men. Yeah, and Owen O'Neill had arranged with a, a, a producer called Guy Masterson, and we did it at the Assembly Rooms. Yeah, uh, went all over the world, went to Australia, went to the Na- International Festival in Adelaide. Well, right. we did all that. The next year was one for the Cuckoo's Nest, and they drafted in, uh, you know, Christian Slater, Slates. And Fra- Francis Barber. All right, yeah. that's really and, cool. And so when I when I brought my mother and father, they did they don't really come. They've never seen me do stand up to this day. No, because I don't think they. Yeah, I've got a story about it. Do you want to hear the story about it? I mean, it, it's kind of a it's, tough, it's, tough it's not a routine. It's not a it's not a routine. But my, anyway, I took my parents to the uh, Ivy, which is kind of like the a restaurant in in London. That's where all of the actors go. It's like a really yeah. posh, super posh. Can't get a table kind of place. Right. I got a table through Nika Burns. Thank you, Nika, uh, <laughs> to take my mom and dad. Yeah. And they sat. We sat down, and they've got. <clears throat> you know, the menu is phenomenal, right? Yeah. But my mom, my mom's Scottish working class. We went. I'll, I'll have the uh, 
the shepherd's pie. Cheapest thing on the menu is shepherd's pie. And I was going, Mom, you can't have shepherd's pie. You can't come to the Ivy and have shepherd's pie. Yeah. My parents don't drink. And I was like, you know, let, you know, let me buy you a, something like a glass of champagne or something. And she's like, my mom's like, I don't want that. I guess have <laughs> shepherd's pie. And I was like, Mom, you can't, can't make me, uh, you know, we're, and we're being, we're surrounded by famous actors. My mom doesn't know any of them because they don't watch, <laughs> they don't really watch secular television. My dad watches building programs and my mother, my mom watches Coronation Street and him sing. That's um, it. You know, she now watches a bit of uh, a bit of uh, um, a queer, good queer eye for the straight guy. I don't know why. I don't think. Are you she serious? Re- I don't think she realizes they're gay. <laughs> I don't think she realizes queer means gay. I think she just means that means that because queer from her. It's a little bit strange. Well, when she was young, queer meant odd. Yeah, strange. yeah, I get you. So, so but she's uh, got into queer for the straight guy. Yeah, yeah. That's like my yeah. my. I think some people don't understand the concept of that show because. My my housemate was watching it, and yeah. he's like, "Man, I would, I want to be, I want to get on the show. Maybe I could pretend to be gay." <laughs> yeah, and me and my yeah. girlfriend were like, "Dude, that's not." <laughs> so, but but also, how do you pretend to be gay? You got to go through a selection process. Yeah. I, mean, <laughs> I didn't like, realize how hard I'd have to pretend. Yeah. Just this like, is my husband, Robert. <laughs> <laughs> we had to fly to a country where they allow gay marriage, and then yeah, we got married. Yeah, and exactly. Australia's yeah. got it recently. Right? It's still very fresh for us. Still brand new. I'm sure, Canada's had it since like '92. Yeah, the, my my mum's really into it. Yeah, but they, but so we're sitting in this the Ivy restaurant, and my parents. My, so my mum, my my dad ordered the category, which is the next most expensive thing. If you know, category is like smoked fish and oh yeah yeah, it's like it's a it's a it's a very Scottish thing. So to it's eat. just they've gone one so and my, two. So, yes, but I said to the the waiter come over and you know they're in bow ties and because um and they're so nice to this older elderly couple and they got and I was going my mother you know, I'm trying to get her to order something like really nice and she just wants the shepherd's pie. And the, the waiter went, oh, the shepherd's pie is the most popular dish on the menu. It's, it's, uh, it's our shepherd's pie is renowned. And my mom, my mom hit me going, see, I told you, <laughs> I'm not that stupid, you know. And it was actually a really nice shepherd's pie. Yeah. But they, but they put their knives and forks down and that was, a, I was like, oh, uh, your father and I would like to tell you something. Let's go, go oh, on wow. in, go on in. And my dad was, my dad was saying, well, we, my, your mother and I just wanted to apologize. I was like, why? What have you done? What's happened? Going, I mean, I'm, here we are. She said, well, we just thought maybe if we had helped you a bit more when you were starting out, that you'd, you'd be more, you'd, you might be, you know, have been done better and be more <laughs> successful. I said, dad, we're sitting in the Ivy um, in a play with Christian Slater and I'm about to take mum to meet the queen. I think I've, it's, it's, how much more successful do you want me to be? <laughs> but anyway, thank you for that. Uh, oh, and it was, it was, I, I had a little bit of a cry. I greet, I we greet, that's, as the Scots say. It made me cry. That's I, really cute. It's that's really, really they, lovely. They'd obviously thought about it, and they, my mum went right at some point during lunch. Ian, you're going to apologise to yourself. Yeah. And I just thought, what a lovely, lovely, that is, yeah. lovely people there. But I mean, there was years. There was a there was a, a years where a wilderness period where I only went home out of duty at Christmas and Easter because those are their you know christian holidays uh, as well yeah, as, yeah and and then and I, even then i wouldn't i could not bring myself to go to the church so they knew something was was different yeah. about me but they've come to accept me i think and they and i've written my, my i talked about my i talk about my mom in almost all my shows because you know i realize a lot of people when you start talking about families mm. my family are actually my mom and dad are actually really nice i don't know anyone that doesn't like them yeah it's just that my father when he was younger was so passionate about jesus it's all he would talk about and it used to drive me insane well, i mean he's a bloody cabinet maker yeah he's following in the lord's footsteps you know, I mean? you know? yeah and he used to I get it if he if he bumped i go hey dad this is my friend daniel daniel have you ever considered taking jesus to lord and Savior? i'm not no, that's not an exaggeration yeah that would be his opening gambit he'd be in like a shop you know there'd be like a, you know <laughs> from, from, from the from 
India serving. He goes, have you ever considered taking Jesus as your Lord ah, and Savior? Yeah. And then every once in a while, he'd, so he'd meet someone and goes, oh, I have already. And then the two of them would be like, an hour later, they'd still be talking about. That's like well, the worst case scenario. Yeah. It's like, bang, they're back And as a, te- as a teenager, I was like, oh, dad, please. Yeah. Can you please stop? But that's, that's interesting. So like, because you got into everything very young, like all the performance stuff and like the theater sport. Well, for, for yeah, me, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, do you, is that like you think kind of a reaction to that, or did you just kind of no. always have that kind of passion for it? No, I, I, it was it was just accidental. I think here's here's my theory. Yeah, um, uh, it's kind of got, it's bittersweet theory. I was uh, the youngest of three boys. Yeah. So if you know anything about the about the science of that, mm-hmm. they, 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 after you get past two. Two children, the third, the fourth. There's a higher chance of them being gay or being a feminine or a feminine. Oh. It's kind of scientific. You know, yeah. it's been proven. Uh, so, so because of the mother's for the hormones in the mother in, while the while the mother's. Oh uh, right, yeah, this is true. Yeah. A, so I mean, it's true. It's scientific. So it's yeah. theory. It's theory. So, like all good science. So, but I, but I, so knowing that, having read that, thought, well, I am a little. I do feel I'm a little bit effeminate, but. Um, uh, but also, I didn't realize this till I was in my twenties. My mother had told me, and I'm not sure how it came about, that when I was four, she'd had a, another child, and it was going to be her daughter. Right. It was going to be her first daughter, and they were very excited about it. And I believe that the daughter was born stillborn. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Which is very common because it's like still back in the yeah. time we didn't have. Yeah, my, uh, both my uh, parents uh, had that. My my mother and I, if, if my my father sometimes listens to these podcasts, if my my mother will not hear this, um, mm. I felt so horrible for her because I realized she was be so desperate to have a little girl. She had three boys. My mother's a loving woman. Mm. That at age four, I think she, I now look back and realize, oh, I became her. In I don't even know if she did this consciously, but my brothers would be off, we go to someone's house. My brothers would be off playing, running around the backyard, mm. and I was forced to sit with the adults with my hands because I was very fidgety with my hands under my legs, sure. and then and speak to the adults, and then I would was told to get up, and then I'd recite a little poem or do a little dance or entertain people, and right. that, and I think I think it's because my mother I was kind of a surrogate somehow became a little bit of her what she wanted for her daughter because my mother you know when she was young did a bit of ballet dancing the way all kids yeah 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 for christians anyway of course so i think (laughs) so i I remember age four being in when i got to canada in for school they did alice in wonderland at the school concert right i was the only boy in the choir with all the girls so they were all bluebirds yeah okay little bluebird wings and I, i remember that my mom taking great yeah, loving so, it. Your so mom from, just being so, like, this so is great. that might have some. That's my theory. So when I by the time I was twelve, I also I also had a serious speech impediment. Oh, I, I had a clinical born with a clinical stutter and a lisp, and an overbite, so I couldn't speak properly. Stutter, and, lisp, overbite. A, a proper, but a pro. Okay, I'll give. Yeah. It, I'll, I did this in my show. I, my, my, my speech impediment was that with 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 that bad. Constantly. Wow. So I got picked on all the time. And I went to different schools. Yeah. So I went for speech therapy when my parents were poor, mm. uh, properly working class. Mom and dad, my dad would hate me saying that. Not poor. Um, just didn't have money. But they were poor. <laughs> you know, mince and potatoes. Yeah, I got you. I got you. You know, but we ate. But he would say, take great care of us. But he did. Yeah. But we, we, we didn't have much money. Uh, so he... I, I would go to the school, to the, you know, in Canada, we'd had 
um, school, um, I'd be able to take speech uh, lessons. So by the time I was about nine, by, by about 11, I was able to speak properly. Right. So I, I also was a bra- I was like a, one of those kids, I had two older brothers. So I was, I was read to the same level as my young, my middle brother. Yeah. And I had the speech impediment. So by the time I could speak, I was like, a know it all. They can see me now. I can't stop talking. Yeah. I talk constantly. I've always got, like, and I think the, the reason that my conversations veer off to, mm. the, to the right and the left is because I still have a speech impediment, but when I can't think of what to say, I just take it off in a direction. I just did it there. Yeah. I take it off in a direction where I don't have to think about that. That's my speech pattern has become right you just say a different word like don't go forward is that the idea like yeah yeah. Yeah. okay and i think my mind skips so yeah well i mean so when i was 12 when i was 12 to get into and to answer your question yeah we went with a school group school to stratford upon avon in canadian stratford shakespeare's festival right Uh, they have a pond upon avon's upon avon as well yeah yeah. australia's got no ponds it's called it's called the river avon the river avon there you go so so we're we're there like and it's like an 800 seat big big festival theater and it's got all these students from all over the place and it's just it's just mania it's like crazy and Mm. i'm one of the like loudest one the frenetic like i'm such a show-off desperate for love and attention yeah for all these different reasons i've just given you <laughs> uh, then at one point Nicholas Pennell who's one of the famous Canadian uh, Shakespearean actors who I got to meet in my life actually yeah. came, but he, before I'd met him as I was 12 he came down dressed as Ariel with these huge wings came out, out of the gods yeah. out of the ceiling wham, and he came down and started this monologue he's one of these booming Shakespearean Ariel voices yeah. and the whole place went completely silent and I remember having a moment where I thought, yeah, oh my God, <laughs> I, want, I want to do that. I want to be in a room where I can just shut everybody up. Yeah, you just want that power to be the center of... Yeah, and now I'm a stand-up comedian. I guess it's similar. It's a very similar thing. I mean... It's all, yeah. all about me. All about you. Well, I mean, that's funny, yeah, because I... People... A bit selfish, really. Being a, No. No, I think You're bringing true. joy to others. No, I think it's true. I think you have to... <laughs> I think you have to... I think you have to accept that comedians are are desperate for the love and attention or whatever it is that drives them even if they're cynics or nasty comedians or pro- provokers there's still there's something about them that needs to want to be liked by everyone even jeremy sadovich yeah. still gets up there because even though he, he's acting like i don't fuck, really fuck you he yeah. still desperately wants you to like him so, so like hey where are you going yeah come back you know yeah so i think it's a bit of i think it's a bit of a, a psychological mystery and they, they psych, psychologists try and take us apart all the time, but most most of it's just because we want people, everyone to feel better. Yeah, or like us. Yeah, I mean, because yeah, cause, but, yeah I, I think for me, it's like come from um, my parent. My parents got divorced and stuff, and it's like it's it's that uh, when there's tension, just removing it. Yeah, like that's like my thing. Like I don't really care about being the center of attention, but I like yeah, I like getting rid of if there's like a tension in a room, and I can just say something that just gets rid of it for everybody. Sure, sure. I'm like cool. That's, yeah, well, that's, I, a, that's a joy. It's not. It's not a popular. It's not a popular th- uh, thing right now uh, to be funny in comedy. So. Uh... <laughs> that is the end of part one. We're halfway through the chat with Phil Nickel. Obviously going pretty heavy on the backstory up top, going between Scotland and Canada. 
uh, and his brethren parents. I didn't I didn't know about these brethrens. I don't know if we got brethrens in Australia, but certainly first I heard of it. Seems pretty sensible for very religious people. I think that's always that's like my my test for anyone who's very religious. Does it seem reasonable? Does it seem like they just kind of go about their business while being incredibly religious? If so, great. Enjoy it, man. I've got a very strong belief in the Fast and Furious movie franchise. It doesn't bother anyone else. And I think I'm entitled to that belief. Uh, that's probably insulting to quite a few religions there, comparing them to the Fast and Furious movie franchise. But uh, let's just clarify the Lake Superior thing. I love a good clarification at the end of an episode... I did look up Lake Superior, and apparently the Ojibwe name for the lake is Gichigami. Uh, and Kichigami, like those are the kind of ways you can say it. It means great sea. Uh, that, was, that was the kind of native name for it. And the French took over a little bit. And then upon the British taking control of the region, they did the classic British thing and anglicized the lake's name to Superior. Because, and I quote, it's being superior in magnitude to any of the lakes in the vast continent. So there you go. Classic British shit. Win a war, rename some stuff, and then Daniel doesn't have to learn a second language. What a great day it is to be a native English speaker. Uh, so that was a little thing about Lake Superior there. And the other thing was Phil talking about the Moors, the Moors versus the Morals. I've put a little explanation on the difference between Moors and Morals in the description for this episode. Uh, I will be back on Thursday with the second half of this conversation. Uh, usually I would edit it down, but honestly, I found talking to Phil so fascinating. I refuse to ditch any of it. I want you guys to get 100% of that chat. Um, so that'll be out on Thursday, the second chat, where he talks extensively about Corky and the Juice Pigs, his comedy band that hit the absolute heights of the comedy circuit. Uh, it's very interesting, his take on it, and just how humble, I guess, he is uh, with everything that happened. Um, I don't know if you guys felt it. Maybe I felt it because I was in the room, but I definitely got that trained actor thing where I'm the only one here. He's talking to just me and is being incredibly honest. Um, but yeah, so I'm excited for you guys to see the second part of that chat. Uh, as always, if you like the podcast, it means so much. If you jump on Apple Podcasts, leave a review. Uh, iTunes, leave a review. Spotify, you can give us a follow. Uh, anything like that. Uh, tell a friend, as I said before. And if you want to ever have a chat to me, if you've got any knowledge to drop on me, uh, please go to muggletondaniel at gmail.com. Uh, you can get in touch with me there. And if you want to see me live, it's on my website, www.danielmuggleton.com. And you can get at me on Twitter or Instagram at Dan Muggleton. Not the Daniel, just the Dan Muggleton. Would you believe it? With a name like this, there's already those people on Instagram and Twitter. Um, but yeah, get in touch. And I will reply to every single one of you. That much, I promise. All right. First half of the chat with Phil Nickel done. I'll catch you jerk-offs on Thursday for the rest of that chat. Hope you enjoyed the opening stanza. Stanza.